We are in First Thessalonians. I think that we're going to have this week and then one more week of First Thessalonians. I think. Yeah, that's actually a really good plan. Um, so we're kind of coming to the end of First Thessalonians. And here we're in chapter 4. There's five chapters. So next week we'll probably do something in chapter 5. All right? And today we are going to be talking about um, that God desires for each and every one of you, He desires for all of us to have whole lives. Like W-H-O-L-E lives. Whole. Like put together. All right? So I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It's verses 1 through 8. And then we'll talk a little bit about it. All right? Here it is. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk, and so please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. As we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Uh, we thank you for this time where we get to learn um, and, and learn with, with, with one another. Um, we thank you for these words, and we ask that you would grow us um, and show us more of who you are um, through this time. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I think some of you know. I actually have some fans in this room. I used to be a YouTuber. All right, used to make some. I feel like, yeah, I got some fans in this room. Raise your hand if you're a fan. Shout out all my fans. Yeah, uh huh. Um, yeah, of course. You never saw my YouTube videos, Bentley? Yeah, you'll see. Um, so I would. So basically, what I would do is I would get this footage. Okay, get really good footage. I used to say footage. That's funny. I used to get good footage though. I think that's how you say it properly. Um, and then I'd sit down at my computer and I'd put in the. I put it in this editing like software and I'd like make edits on these videos to make them like hopefully funnier. You talking to me? Oh, hey sister, let's be cool. All right. Um, I would put, I would put all these videos into a editing software and I'd edit them and I'd keep making edits and I'd be like, oh, that's a good edit. That's funny. And then I'd be like, oh, there's another good edit I can make. And I'd make this really good video. Well, you know, all my fans think they're good, right Ian? Yeah, absolutely. I made a video about like Crocs, about screen printing. I like ran from fake police sirens. It was really cool. All these cool that things. Yeah, that one was interesting. Um, but then as, as I went on, I would make this video and I'd be like, I can just make it better. Like I can keep making more edits. It might be good, but I can make it gooder. All right? Yeah, uh-huh. But that's what, that's what Paul's kind of saying here. Okay, Paul's speaking. He's writing this letter to the people in Thessalonica, these Thessalonian people, these Christians. And he's like, you're doing good, but keep doing gooder. Okay? That's what he's like. Better. He's saying, keep do better. Okay. He's not. They didn't. They didn't say gooder. That wasn't in their language. All right. Um. So Paul's writing this letter, and he's like, he realizes that the Thessalonians are living good lives, and they're living rightly. Okay, righteously. But then in verse one, he says, "We ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk." So he's like, you know how we told you how to walk and to please God, and he says, just as you were doing. So he's like, you're already doing this. But then he goes on and he says, so that you do more and more. So he's like, you're already doing this. You're already living really good. You're living rightly, but keep doing it more and more, right? That's, that's what 
Paul's writing here at the beginning of this letter. Okay. Um, so as we get into this passage, we're going to see we're going to see two things. Okay. Paul's urging people to keep moving forward. Okay. To be better and better. To con- to continue growing, so that their lives and the in the in the lives of those around them can be more whole. Okay. Paul's like keep going, keeping better. That way, your lives can be more whole, and the lives of the people around you can be more whole. Okay. Not like whole, like a holy holy or whole whole pants but whole, W-H-O-L-E, all right? So we're going to see two things, okay? God desires for each and every one of you guys to have whole lives, okay? Lives that are like put together, that are full of life, okay? And because he desires for you to have lives that are whole and, and good, he cares about what you do and he cares about what's been done to you or, or, or he cares, um, yeah, what's, what's done to you, okay? So first we're going to see that because God cares for you to have whole lives. He cares about what you do, okay? So in verses three through four, Paul says that God's will is our sanctification. He says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Do, you, do any of you guys know what sanctification, what that word is? Nope. Anyone ever heard it? Yeah? Luke? Do you have any ideas? Of... Mm-hmm. Anyone else heard it? Have any ideas? Declaring that it's right? Okay, in a sense. Yeah. Anyone else heard it? All right. Uh, so, how much money? We'll talk about that later, man. Um, sanctification. Sanctification is like, uh, in a simple terms, I guess, is God growing us, okay, to become more like Jesus. So it's like us us growing to be more righteous, to be gooder, in a sense, but to be more like Jesus, to be better, okay? Or or for the sake of this, sanctification is God making us more whole, okay? It's God continually making us more whole, okay? And in Paul, he says, so this is the will of God. This is what God desires, is that you are made more whole, is that you are sanctified, okay? And then he, he names what this looks like, okay? He says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, and then, so he says, this is the will of God, that you grow. And then he says, this is how you grow, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. So Paul's like, this is how, this is how you can be sanctified. This is how you can be sanctified, is by, not just, um, is by not just following anything that you want to do, but actually having a framework for, for what uh, goodness looks like. Because he says, abstain from sexual immorality, right? So... God desires that we abstain from sexual immorality so that living, so that we can have a life that is healthy, so we can live a life that is healthy, okay? And he, he gives, he, this is what he gives for us to do, right? To have a healthy life, he says, abstain from sexual immorality. And then he says, not just that, he goes on, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, okay? So it's being able to control and healthily relate to our bodies and emotions and passions. It's not just living in, and we're actually going to get into this in a second, being able to control and healthily, healthily relate to our bodies and our emotions and passions. And then he gives us, he gives us actually an example of what that doesn't look like. Okay, in verse five, right after this, he says, this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body and holiness and honor. So Paul's like, um, this good life, this healthy life doesn't just look like, um, following whatever you think is good or right, but it's actually 
holding on to a good framework, okay? Like holding on to, to other voices, to let other voices speak into actually what is good and healthy and right. Because then he says, not like the Gentiles, or not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. He says, Paul's saying that the, the Gentiles don't really have a, a framework for sexuality. You know, they, listened, they only listen to themselves. They listen to their own passions instead of seeking out a better framework, something healthy and whole that leads to life. So instead of, instead of listening to a framework of sexuality that leads to life and flourishing, rather they, they just listen to themselves and, and, they, and it maybe led to one that was whatever they felt, their passions. He said, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles. That probably led to like obsession and fear and selfishness. But I don't think Paul's ju- not just speaking about sexuality here. He's not just saying you need to have a good framework for sexuality. But I think he's speaking to like something bigger here, okay? God desires for all of us for all of us to have a life that is whole, so he cares about what we do, okay? God desires that each of us, that all of you have a life that is whole, so he cares about what you do. Because um, oftentimes, like when I am sad or feeling uh, like just kind of in the pits, you guys ever feeling like that? You know, just like down? And like, I'm not doing too great, and I don't, I don't really want to like listen to people tell me how to like get better. You know, like if I'm like sad one day and Cass is like trying to give me advice, on how to be like, Salas, you got to do this and maybe you'll feel better. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. I just want to eat ice cream, you know, and binge watch a TV show. Like, come on, why you got to give me some good advice, right? But oftentimes in my life, in my life, what I found is that when I'm in the pits, when, when I feel like my life is just sad and I'm just like disappointed and angry and let down, I just want to be lazy. Actually, the thing that makes me better isn't just falling in to do whatever I want to do. It's not just going to eat ice cream and watching Netflix and binge watching these shows and doing whatever I want to do. But the time that I actually like feel healed and healthy and put together is when actually someone else steps in and helps me, uh, helps me get better. They pull me into a better headspace. You know, it's not, just, it's not just someone else leaving me to a framework, of, to my own framework of what I think is good, but it's actually someone else stepping in and being like, Silas, actually, this would be better for you. And then me actually listening. Like, it would be wise of me to listen to Cass often. Yes, Tyler, right? And that, I think that's kind of what Paul is saying here, okay? Don't, he's saying, don't be like the Gentiles who just listen to themselves and do whatever they want to do, but let's work toward, Paul's like, let's work toward a better framework, okay? One that leads to wholeness and a healthy life. Um, and God desires for all of you to have a whole life, right? So he gives us a framework. He gives us a framework for everything, for sexuality and everything else. He gives us a framework that's based in love so we can learn and grow towards this. And that's sanctification. So it's, it's kind of leaning into this framework that God gives us instead of just leaning on to our own passions and desires. We'll get to that too. Good questions. Good questions for later. Okay, so God, God desires that your lives are whole, so he cares about what you do, okay? He cares about giving you guys, providing a better framework for all of us to live in, but also he cares about what's been done to you or what's done to you, okay? Because some things are out of our control, right? Some things it's like, it's not actually what I'm doing, but my, my life is hard, my life is painful, my life feels holy, like it has holes in it right? Because other people have hurt me or caused me pain. Like my life feels like not whole or torn apart because of what others have done to me. But what we see here in verse six, it says, the Lord is, is an avenger in all these things. So he says, Paul, Paul gives us reason, like have a better framework for sexuality so that you don't hurt other people, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. Paul's like, God doesn't just care about what you do, but he actually cares about what's been done to you, 
The Lord is an avenger. He's someone who takes the side of those who are hurt. He's someone who, who loves those who are, who are broken and who have been hurt and who have been wronged. All right? And here's how God shows us that he is near those who have been wronged. Okay? And in verses 7 and 8, this is what it says. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Okay, God has not called us to live in impurity, these lives that are tainted, that are falling apart, but he's actually called us in holiness to live lives, to have lives that are set apart, that are actually beautiful and whole and put together. It's kind of a promise. God has not called us. His desire is not for us to have lives that are falling apart and impure, but his desire is for us to have lives, for you to have lives that are put together and whole and beautiful and full of life, that are holy. All right? And this, this is how God does this. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. So God promises, and and he desires for your lives to be whole, to be put together, not to be impure and broken apart. And the way he does this is by actually giving his Spirit to you. And two things that his Spirit does, okay? One, his Spirit sanctifies you, because his Spirit is with you. The Spirit, Holy Spirit is actually God with us, inside of us, living and growing us and making us more like Jesus. So it's sanctifying us. It's, it's growing us. It's showing us how to live. But also, the Holy Spirit is God near to us in the midst of the hurt and pain that others have called up, caused us. Like, that's how close God is to us, that he's actually, like, here with us in his Holy Spirit. And that's how God shows us that, that he loves us, in a sense, is because he's near to us in the midst of our pain, in the midst of the hurt and pain that others have caused you. So let's just end on this, okay? God cares that each and every one of you have whole lives. He desires that each and every one of you have lives that are whole, okay? And so he cares about what you do because he cares that you don't hurt others and that others don't hurt you so that your lives can be whole. He cares that you have a framework that is healthy for life, but also he cares about what's been done to you. And so he's near to you with his Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, thank you for, um, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for... Um, your nearness to us, even right now. Um, Thank you that you don't shy away from us when we are hurt, when we've been hurt by others or wronged by others, but you actually draw even closer and you live with us. Um, And God, when we are confused, when we don't know how to live, when we, or even when we are just outright um, living in ways however we want to live, um, we ask that your Holy Spirit would show us um, a healthy and right and good framework to live in. Um, that we can have lives that are whole. We thank you. We thank you for your love. Um, We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.